This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Friday, February 26th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Vilsack's endgame on climate. Ty makes case for WTO reform. And FDA goes to school on ag biotech. CARB passes ban on ag burning in Valley. The Ag Resources Board, or CARB, voted unanimously to approve a plan to phase out all open agricultural burning by 2025 in the San Joaquin Valley. Anticipating the board's decision, farm groups said they looked forward to working with the Air Pollution Control District as it develops a strategy over the next six months for implementing the ban. Many at the full-day hearing supported some level of incentive funding to help farmers especially small growers. Board member Dan Flores and others put pressure on the Newsom administration to add incentive dollars into the May revise of the budget proposal. The cost of alternatives to burning will add as much as $2,000 an acre to vineyard operations, said Fresno County Farm Bureau CEO Ryan Jacobson. Advocates and board members pushed for a better public notification system for those burns still permitted over the next 36 months. Assembly member Eduardo Garcia, the legislative member of the board, recognized that environmental justice advocates in his Coquitella district had been calling for this as well as suggesting introducing a bill for statewide monitoring. CARB Executive Director Richard Corey beat him to the punch. Corey's already considering a regulatory pathway for the statewide monitoring of ag burning and will soon present his proposal to the board. EPA accused of fraud in assessing Telon. Public Employees for Environmental Responsibility, or PEER, has asked EPA's Inspector General to investigate why the agency last year downgraded the carcinogenic potential of Talone, or 1,3-D. EPA lowered the cancer risk for the fumigate from likely to be carcinogenic to humans to suggestive evidence of carcinogenic potential. In a news release, Peer claims that decision was based on, quote, an inaccurate literature search, which excluded relevant studies, including one concluding that 1,3-D results in DNA damage, likelihood that EPA managers overrode key internal controls, and putting staff unprepared to address the unique technical aspects of 1,3-D on its Cancer Assessment Review Committee. These are not honest mistakes and carry the earmarks of deliberate malfeasance, said Peer Executive Director Tim Whitehouse, a former EPA enforcement attorney. EPA did not provide a response to a request for comment. Vilsack keeping powder dry on climate plan. Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack is meeting with climate advisors today as he moves ahead on what will be a top priority for his tenure. So far, he's divulging little about the department's plans for timetable addressing the issue, but he does say USDA will be heavily focused on building a case for programs Congress could implement in the next farm bill due in 2023. I don't have a specific timeline in mind other than I think it is important for us at USDA to do what we can with the resources we have as quickly as we can so we can determine what works and what doesn't work, he told reporters yesterday. He went on, 
I see this as an opportunity for us to inform our actions, the formulation of long-term policies that could advance our efforts on climate. While we're at it, Vilsack is reviewing the Farmers to Families Food Box program to see if revisions are needed to ensure that the most of the USDA funding goes toward purchasing the food. He expressed concern that too much money is being spent on distributing the products. One more thing. Vilsack wasn't asked about whether he'll try to modify or reverse the moves of the Economic Research Service and National Institute of Food and Agriculture to Kansas City. But he did make a point of saying he's concerned about ongoing staff shortages at those agencies. You can read more about Vilsack's remarks at agripulse.com. Education R&D stressed as drivers of regenerative practices. Educating farmers on the benefits of regenerative practices and increasing the federal government's investment in agriculture research and development are needed to help growers sequester carbon and potentially benefit from carbon markets, witnesses told the House Ag Committee yesterday at a hearing on climate change. We have to educate farmers and ranchers on time-tested ecological principles, said Gabe Brown. He's a North Dakota farmer and rancher who has used no-till and cover crops to vastly increase soil carbon in his soils and help his farm withstand periods of both drought and flooding. American Farm Bureau Federation President Zippy Duvall said farmers need incentives in transitioning voluntarily to more sustainable practices, and he put in a plug for more research and development funding. Duvall also called for regulatory streamlining, particularly when it comes to EPA's approval of new ag chemicals and FDA's approval of feed additives that can help reduce animal methane emissions. FDA issues biotech school curriculum. The nation's middle and high school teachers now have access to detailed FDA-authorized curricula on agriculture biotechnology. FDA developed the curricula under direction from Congress. The 120-page guide for high school teachers leads students through the basics of agriculture and crop genetics and includes instructions on how to extract DNA from strawberries and how to edit genes. The guide says genetic engineering provides crop breeders with much faster ways of doing many of the alterations done in traditional selective breeding. The curriculum notes that selective breeding can, quote, result in inheritance of unwanted genes responsible for unwanted traits. State ag directors back higher THC limit. As expected, members of the National Association of State Departments of Agriculture have adopted policy calling on Congress to increase the allowed THC level in hemp from three-tenths percent to one percent. We're going to have to work with Capitol Hill in order to affect that change, but we see this as a game changer for the industry in helping advance the interests of growers and ultimately consumers who want these products. That NASDA CEO Barb Glenn to reporters yesterday. By the way, NASDA also is asking USDA to allow for more meat items in the food box program. Here's today's He Said It. You're trying to keep my air healthy, and I am totally on board with that. I'm trying to keep your body healthy by keeping almonds in your granola and almond milk in your coffee. That almond grower, Stan Chance, testifying on ag burning at the carb hearing. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Friday, February 26th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., 
visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.